I know. I just hate being the problem, you know? Right. So uh, this is uh, Long Box Heroes After Dark, episode 189. 0.5. 0.5. You know, whatever's going on here. Todd uh, MacGyvering his house so we could record the show in a uh, proper fashion. I'm directly on top of the microphone in the hopes that my volume is as clear as Todd's volume. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was really upset about that last week uh, with the Ford Fairlane episode. Uh, one of our, I think our most, one of our most anticipated episodes of the show of After Dark. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's my volume way down low, and your volume is normal, which is fine because it was, you know, it was a Todd tour de force. It was eighty five percent you and your experience with the movie, and me just chiming in here and there. Right. Um, if it was a more even talking show like this one is, then I think that might have been a different issue. Right, and I think you know we discussed on Twitter too. We we uh, I think I figured out who Kyle Troy was supposed to be in the movie. Oh yeah, Richard. That was such a great pull that it was supposed to be Richard Marks. I, I'm sitting around. I was at work and I had nothing to do. I was sweating balls in the office, oh. and and I was like, let me look that up. And then it was like 1980. I'm like, the movie came out in 1990, so it wouldn't be. And then I found it funny because like. 1989, like, Tone Lokes uh, was the number like number one rap album or whatever. So I'm, like, seeing all the people who appeared in this movie, and I'm like, oh, okay. So whoever they're making fun of was big in 89, and Richard Marks had his, like, number biggest hit that year. And I'm like, it's got to be Richard Marks. There's no way it can't be. See, it was the, because they – it was very obviously that they had makeup on the guy to make him look more pale than he actually was. Right. And that was throwing me off that I was thinking it was like Robert Smith of The Cure. Yes. Maybe, I, I think The Cure had a hit. So I think it was like a mix. Right. But he was too poppy to be The Cure. So I think he's definitely like, I want to be, he, he, he. He's like, that's, that's more to me, Richard Marks. Mm-hmm. So I'm officially the rock and roll detective. Oh, so they should write the book on, about you. Right, and then while doing that deep dive looking into it, I find out that there was literally a series of books in the seven or a series of stories that were in I think maybe Rolling Stone or something mm-hmm. in the seventies and early eighties that were what the Rock and Roll Detective was a takeoff of, and literally like June, July, whatever, fifteenth or whatever, they're re-releasing these stories. So I found that like absolutely fascinating. In conjunction with our episode of the podcast, that's the reason that they're doing it. Right. We only do everything in con- – we did Smokey and the Bandit 3 so they could – Universal could get ready to put out the the, 30, the 30th anniversary, 35th, I don't know, somewhere around there in August. So we know what we're doing around here. Right. Now, I just want to say, Todd, yeah. I've had multiple people over the last week – over the last seven days contacting me about what my sixth movie should be. Your sixth movie in Christmas? Yes. Oh, why do I think it's going to be? What's that one where the, the, uh, the uh, there's a horror? There's two horror, famous horror movies. Isn't there that Christmas? There's uh, Nightmare, there's Nightmare, Before, Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. And then there's the one where the crazy Santa Claus kills everybody in the house. You're thinking of an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Isn't there a movie about that? There is. I'm busting your chops. Okay. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Right, which is 
Right, I, th- I think Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 has the garbage day line. That's true, which we had discussed on a previous episode of Longbox Heroes After Dark. Right, right. I don't know which one, because this is the garbage show, where we just talk about whatever. <laughs> right. right, so what what movie do they want you to take? I'm do not you telling you. Oh, so you could you might change up your movie, is what you're saying? No, 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 no. See, the list has been set in stone... Except for um, you stealing Dragnet from me. Right. I swiped Dragnet. I, I could have swiped more. I could have swiped Ford Fairlane from you, Right, too. and you could have swiped Ford Fairlane as well. I'm sure Ford Fairlane could have been an, a, a contender. Right. So six is kind of in flux. Like, I could very easily just move number seven up to number six. But it's a there's a bunch of movies. But over the weekend, uh, per discussions with... Uh, the Prodigal Sons podcast folks, mm-hmm. I was reminded that there is a movie that needs to be that cemented number six. Okay. And it was on my list, but, you know, from my, like, number, what would have been, like, seven to 13 or 14 or whatever I had, it might have been number 10. But per the conversation I had this past weekend, I'm like, okay, that's definitely moving to number six now. Unless you steal one of my next two movies, and then I got to do something else. Well, you could still make it six. You could just put something else in front of it. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, I had a lot of people contacting me like, "Oh, get this movie. Todd will never figure it out. Get this movie. Todd will never figure it out." Uh, so that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to stump the the Todd now. Right. They're trying to stump the Todd man. Uh, I don't like that. See, you have uh, you have all these allies in your corner trying to get me. Right, I have, a, a, I have a network of people that are willing to assist me, where all you have is uh, a bassist and a uh, fancy gentleman. <laughs> I barely have those. Speaking I, of which, I don't know if... I the, do have a fancy English woman, though. Oh, Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if the fancy gentleman tipped you off to uh, one of the items that we discussed from the Amazon purchases this past week. No, well, yes, but no. Yes, but no? He didn't, but I... I know what, you know, I know of them. Okay. <laughs> I actually read most of the show notes, and you know that this week. Oh. Because you were like, what? You're getting emails from stuff that you normally don't. Right. That doesn't that doesn't happen very very often where you read the show notes. Uh, so, I barely, I barely hear for the show. Right. So color me surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the things I wanted to mention, of course, with all of this, is, uh, you know, in a instance of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey sort of things, and we could talk about this since this is coming out well after the main show, uh, Todd was able to help facilitate me getting my books as part of this midnight sale so we could discuss about some of the th- discuss some of the things day and date as they're coming out with this midnight sale. It's 4th of July, you know, all this jazz, right? Mm-hmm. And you would mention to me that our local shop... Um, we're shorted a bunch of books. Right. So with that in mind, you know, and there were people who were coming to look for all the copies of whatever, right? You know, there's a hundred cop, there's a hundred variant covers of Batman. We wanted them all. Right. And even our shop had a sale. If you bought all the variants, he gave you a bigger discount on them. Right. Like so, he did with the Action 1000. But go ahead. So, yeah, he ends up getting shorted by UPS. 
Now I'm on a bunch of different mailing lists for a bunch of different shops all over the all over the United States, Midwest, East Coast, etc. And there were shops in like the Chicago land area that mm-hmm. were so shorted on their books they canceled their midnight sales. Which makes me wonder if this is a this is more of a diamond thing than a UPS thing. Right. So yeah, I don't know. You know, that just kind of stinks for the uh, retailers and stuff like that happens. You know. Mm-hmm. No parties. Cancel the cakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, cancel the strippers. <laughs> cancel the cookies as well. Oh no! Keep the cookies. Oh okay. But while Todd was up in my neck of the woods to deliver uh, my books to me, which I thank him profusely for, I even made it a little worth his while for coming all the way up there. Oh. You, you threw in your two cents plus five. <laughs> uh, Todd went to go see uh, the latest in the entry of the Jurassic Park movies. Right. Jurassic World uh, Fallen Empire? Something. Fallen. Nope. It's Jurassic I... Park 5. That's the name of the movie. Yeah. Jurassic World something Park 5. Right. Now, I, I didn't see the latest one uh, mm-hmm. with what's... Um, Ron Howard's daughter, Bryce Dallas Howard, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just gonna say she might be really high on my future ex-wife's list right now. She might she might bump certain uh, wrestlers. They, oh. They've rocketed down. I don't know. My my uh, my list is in flux. I think we should do an after dark about my list one of these days. But, uh, yes, Bryce Dallas Howard, who, to me, will always be Gwen Stacy from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 3 movie. Uh, she's in it. And, like I said, she in uh, the first Jurassic World, where she's in it, she's she's like this business type. She's in the skirt and, the, and the, 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 the blazer with the tank top and everything underneath. But she has to go out and get in, into the, the jungle and do things. So she, like pulls down her shirt and ties it in a jacket and ties it into this and becomes all, you know, very jungly. And I laugh because even uh, the guy in the movie, uh, Star-Lord, says, what, what's this? She's like, oh, I'm ready for the jungle now. And they get her all dirty and sweaty as the movie goes on. So she gets hot, hotter and hotter. In this movie, they decided to just go for the whole Tomb Raider look and go straight for, like, let's put her in, like, sweaty? No, we don't even just want that anymore. Dirty and sweaty. We put her in a downpour. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And some of those shots that they do of her throughout the movie, they know what they were doing, if you know what I mean, Joe. Right. Like, she's, like, crawling towards the camera, and you're like, all right, you're, you're lingering. But I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um... But, uh, so I really liked her, and like I said, Star-Lord, I can't think of his actual real name, was, uh, the main, was the main actor in it. And I, and I enjoyed the movie. It wasn't the best of the Jurassic Parks, of all of them. One through four? Yeah, one through four. This was my least favorite, but it has dinosaurs running around in it, so I still enjoyed it. I know we've mentioned this before, and I know I've talked about this with other people. It's crazy to me that the special effects in the original Jurassic Park from 25 years ago somehow stand up better than special effects in many movies today. It's because Spielberg did it. Honestly. Like, he knew, like, he has the clout to go, if I want to do it this way, I want to do it that way. Now these movies are money makers. And I forget what the last one made. This one made 
a kajillion like in the first couple of weeks. The other one made, I, I don't know if I, if it made a billion dollars or whatever and the budgets on them aren't high. So they want the low budgets with the, with the CGI special effects. And you know, you don't want to be on sets for stuff. You just want green screens. And that's, that's what it is. That's how they, they keep their money. But that, those original Jurassic Park that it, to this day, I still think Steven Spielberg cloned dinosaurs for that movie. I'm going to say he didn't, Todd. Oh, that's one of the things. I, in this movie, I think as I'm watching the movie about clone dinosaurs and genetic hybrid dinosaurs that never existed, some of the science in this movie was a bit sketchy. Really? Yes. Like, at one point, the, the, the raptor gets shot, and they're like, oh, my God, like, we... The raptor shot, and I'm not really a raptor. I'm not really a. I've studied dinosaurs, but I've never like seen a dinosaur, so I know that we have to give it a blood transfusion. So without any tests, they just go, "Go find me blood from a. I need a carnivore. Be different and have uh, on it on its appendages three fingers, and that's all you need to cross match blood types on a dinosaur." And I was like, "Hmm." I think you might have to do more tests on whether that blood is compatible or not. But, miraculously, Joe, it worked. It worked, so everything was okay. Okay, so this was just kind of a short episode here, unfortunately. You know, it's the holiday, we still got a lot of other things to do, and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to Todd here shortly. But everyone, thanks very much for listening. Uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark, uh, LongboxHeroes.com, soon to be named Network.com, all that sort of jazz. And we'll catch.